This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Hi, right, Jimmy, out along with Wes Reynolds from VEASAN here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Wes. Happy Thanksgiving, Jimmy. Yes, indeed. So you're working Thanksgiving, right? You yeah. doing some uh, yeah, holiday I, broadcasting? I will be on uh, doing the uh, afternoon shows, uh, 3 to 6 Pacific, uh, uh, the rest of the week, Wednesday through Friday. Different partner every day, uh, uh, Sean King tonight. Uh, Wednesday, as we record this, Dustin Swedelson on Thursday, and then Mike Palm on Friday. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, and one of those uh, games, uh, the triple header on the NFL uh, this week on Thanksgiving, uh, is part of a teaser that you're looking at in New England and Minnesota. New England, a wild finish uh, at home uh, against uh, the Jets as they sweep the home and home in that uh, AFC East uh, battle uh, matchup. In Minnesota, seven straight one-score wins. It was not a one-score game against Dallas on Sunday. My goodness, that was uh, rough. But the first leg of the teaser, you're looking at New England plus the eight and a half. Yeah, and and this is basically a numbers play. If if you look at New England, uh, they've allowed uh, only three points in two consecutive games. Now, do I think that they're going to continue that? Not necessarily, but the defense uh, has been terrific for the Patriots. If you look, and it's really... I think kind of been keeping them in games. Uh, the offense has been, you know, statistically it doesn't look bad for Mac Jones, but you know, he's taking sacks. It's pretty, you know, they're, you know, keeping it pretty basic. New England, number one in uh, the uh, football outsiders DVOA and also number one against the pass in the national football league. So I just thought, okay, let's tease this above a touchdown. And, and look, we talked about Minnesota last week and I, I was on the Cowboys and, that was one of my better plays. I didn't expect it was going to be that easy, 40-3. to three, But, you know, we knew that Minnesota had kind of been living on borrowed time, that they had, you know, had all these one-score games. They had had several games where they had been out-yarded by the opposition. So you kind of knew, maybe not as pronounced as the blowout was, but you kind of knew it was coming, that Minnesota was ripe to take a beating at some point. They took it last week. So now... uh a uh, short week to recover from that, and maybe that's the best thing for them, actually, is to kind of, uh, you know, come back from from that because, you know, you don't want to let that fester for a full week, so you only got basically a half a week to let to let that uh, beat down that you suffered uh, kind of, uh, you know, sit in your mind a little bit. So, But I, I do like New England teasing it up to eight and a half. I think, uh, you know, relatively low total. Uh, that we're seeing 42, 42 and a half. And look, I, I kind of even lean to the over, to be honest with you, because you had two teams last week that scored three points. 
or New England had scored three and then got the punt return at the end, the walk-off punt return against the Jets. And then you had the Minnesota Vikings only uh, have three. So the under almost would like look too easy, but I think still with this total in the 42 and a half range, New England is who I'm going to tease up to eight and a half. New England's not a bad team to uh, in, in this uh, spot because uh, second in the league in points allowed, just 16.9 points a game. They have really shut down some teams uh, at times uh, this year. And that guy Belichick, he knows a little bit uh, about defense. All right, looking yeah, at the and, other. And Bill, and Bill Belichick, by the way, on short rest since 2003, 29-15-1 against the number. Now, 5-4 and four against that number without Tom Brady, but still that's a pretty good percentage. Better than most. Uh, there, there's no question uh, about that. Uh, the second leg of the teaser, going over those hot numbers, 3-7 and seven as well. Carolina will start uh, Sam Darnold uh, this time. They just It's a, ro- uh, a revolving door at uh, quarterback uh, mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Uh, against Denver, uh, catch a, a teasing it from two to eight. Yeah, and I mean, this is just, when when you look at the totals, uh, there's a there's a few low totals this week, sub 40, but this being the, the uh, lowest at 36. And, you know, when you have that low of a total in the NFL, it's like, okay, I will gladly tease an underdog up through three and seven and tease Carolina to eight. Uh, you know, I, I wonder about Denver's, you know, mindset right now and their psyche uh, after they get walked off in overtime by Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. So I wonder how they are going. And I think they kind of know that their season is done. Carolina, I think, has known that for a long time because they were sellers at the trade deadline, obviously, uh, uh, trading uh, Christian McCaffrey, traded Robbie Anderson the week before that. I think they want to keep the base of that good defense that they have. And look, they performed admirably last week, uh, you know, 13 to three. But Baltimore didn't really get away from them until the fourth quarter. So, I, you know, I think Carolina, the defense is still very good. And you'll notice they didn't trade really any pieces on that defense. I think that's what they're trying to build up. It's like, OK, we're what side of the ball are we better on right now? And I think Carolina and the brain trust down there, Scott Fitter, the general manager, is probably like, OK, we're a little bit more talented on defense. So we're going to keep building that trade our offensive assets for picks and whatnot. But you mentioned the revolving door. It is Sam Darnold this time. But I don't really think it's going to matter, Jimmy. If you look, Russell Wilson probably statistically played his best game of the season against the Raiders, and that's not saying much. Denver's offense has just been putrid. They just waved Melvin Gordon, you know, whose fumble issues, I think, continue to, uh, to fester around the team. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not – I mean, I'm basically taking more than a touchdown with Denver laying on the road, a team that looks like a dead team to me. So, yeah, tease up New England and tease up Carolina together. Yeah, uh, Denver, um, it goes um, it goes under the 41-and-a-half uh, on Sunday. Uh, now 9-and-1 to the under uh, this, uh, this year. And, well, they're dead last in points per game, and they are uh, second – and uh, points allowed. So, I mean, nine and one to the under. It's been an under year overall, but they're probably the most under team of all uh, under team. As far as Carolina's concerned, they're last in yards per game, number 32. So, well, yeah, you see that low total uh, at 36. So Carolina, New England, uh, teaser in that one. Keep in mind, one's Thursday and one is Sunday. All right, let's go to Jacksonville and the Baltimore Ravens going down to Jacksonville, laying four points on the road. 
Yeah, this is kind of the uh, fortuitous, and that's why I think, you know, some of us, including uh, especially myself, because I went ahead and got a little bit of uh, Ravens uh, Super Bowl future action, because just looking at their schedule, Jimmy, after they had that win in New Orleans on Monday Night Football and including that game, they had one game left with the team with the winning record, and that's the last game of the season against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, you look, and it's kind of like it looks too good to be true, right? They have all they have all these winnable games on the rest of the schedule, and you know could theoretically be able to win out because they might end up being a small road favorite at Cincinnati. But uh, you know, you you look at Baltimore and uh, the the rest of the schedule. Obviously, starting this week with a three and seven Jacksonville team that is off a of bye week. Then you have Denver coming into town, and they're three and seven. Then you go to Pittsburgh, they're three and seven. Then you go to Cleveland. Now they'll have Deshaun Watson by that standpoint, but they're three and seven. Then you get Atlanta coming in, they're five and six. Then you get the Steelers again on New Year's Day, they're three and seven right now. And then you go to Cincinnati, six and four. So it almost looks too good to be true for Baltimore. Now Baltimore, uh, you know. They, they were not necessarily sharp. They needed a strong fourth quarter. They did have a 19-13 first down edge and 308-205 in terms of yard edge. But, you know, you're getting a Jacksonville team that I think, you know, at least got a little feel good uh, uh, b- b- before the bye in terms of beating the Raiders. They hung with Kansas City, only lost by 10. But I don't think Jacksonville's necessarily mailing in the towel here. I think this is a little bit of a tricky spot for the Ravens. It kind of, you know, it's kind of going to look obvious. It's like, oh my God, the Ravens lay in four and maybe even, maybe even some three and a half uh, eventually is going to appear out there. But, but, but I I like Jacksonville just in the spot. I know it's not a great home field down there necessarily in Duval down in Florida, but uh, I, I just think maybe this is a little bit of a sleepy spot for the Ravens uh, coming in here. So you, this this looks almost too good to be true to take the Ravens. So I'm going to go the other way with Jacksonville. Public fade uh, is uh, is what it is, and that is um, looking at the splits at Bet Rivers uh, even early on. Yes, Baltimore at that short number against Jacksonville is uh, it's, it's attracting a lot of public action. Uh, early on so Jacksonville plus the four keep in mind Jacksonville coming off the bye uh, as well and having uh, some guys a little bit fresh now Baltimore's bye was just two two games back this would be the second game off of a bye but the Jaguars are coming off of a bye well it took them one win and that is one cover in Munich to get the public back on the side the Tampa tax is back as uh, they are all over Tampa in this one traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns Tampa Bay is three and a half on the road. Yeah, and Tampa Bay uh, is the much more injured team. Uh, Leonard Fournette, questionable with the hip injury. More offensive line injuries for this offensive line that's already been decimated by injuries. Uh, Shaq Barrett, of course, went on IR at the end of October. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily get any better for Tampa Bay. And I, I know why the Tampa attacks is back. You know, maybe it's the Tomp attacks because he's been so good off a of bye week in terms of uh, his career. I mentioned that when we were talking about New England earlier. Uh, Brady 8-3 and three on the road after a bye week, 7-2-1 and one out of a bye as a touchdown favorite or less. But, you know, that was obviously with New England on their dynasty and with much better Tampa Bay teams than I think he has right now. Uh uh, Cleveland, uh, you know, was competitive up 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 in Detroit. Uh, did not quite get the cover 
against the Bills in that game that got moved from Buffalo to Detroit. But uh, Cleveland, uh, you know, last week before uh, Deshaun Watson gets back, I would think that you're going to get a good effort out of these guys, you know, knowing that maybe Jacoby Brissett, now we'll see how Stefanski handles that if Watson, you know, starts right away or if they work like a two-quarterback deal. But for all intents and intents and purposes, this is going to be Jacoby Brissett's last start for Cleveland uh, as their full-time starting quarterback. So, you know, I do think sometimes guys get motivated and guys want to play hard for the guy. It's like, hey, this guy, this guy's been through a lot with us and, and you know, we want to, you know, I guess I, I don't want to say send him out a winner because it's not like he's retiring or going away. But, you know, there is a little bit of that, I, I, I think, you know, the fact that this guy, you know, has been a true pro about this whole situation and, try to do the best he can. This Cleveland team has, has been banged up. They've lost a lot of close games, too, this year. Uh, I, I mean, I, I look at this team's record, and I'm like, they're not as bad as these other three and seven teams, Jimmy. I mean, they're they're really not. They had the, the game that they got blown out at Miami, but they were close with the Ravens. They probably should have beat the Chargers. They lost by three to the Falcons. They had that game against the Jets, which really kind of sent this season in the wrong direction yeah. up there and up there in Seatown. But, you know, they've lost a lot of close games. I don't think that they're when you look at the other three and seven teams, I mean, this team's better than the Steelers. This team's better than the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, so many of these teams. So uh I would not I, I still think that maybe there's a little bit of life, even though this team, you know, pretty much eliminated from the playoffs. So uh I like Cleveland getting three and a half at home against Tampa. Yeah, uh, Cleveland, um, and I mean the, the the Jets fluke, or they're going into Atlanta three and zero. And I mean NFL teams, we see it every year. Those fifty fifty games, how they're how they're you know that you win or lose them, it really shapes the season. And it's funny the pros, yeah. their psyches that uh, that kind of sensitive, but especially all the crap that uh, the distractions that Cleveland's had to deal with. I think it's even uh, more sensitive, and they have. Um, They've caved to it pretty good because, they, yeah, they had some games uh, go against them. Keep in mind, it wasn't that long ago that Cincinnati came into Cleveland and they just destroyed them uh, in, in that spot. Tampa Bay, not quite as public as I would think. 62% of the tickets are all at Bet Rivers are on Tampa Bay. By comparison, Baltimore, 81% of the tickets are on the Ravens, and as we talked about the, with that perceived short number uh, at Jacksonville. The most public pick. This week, though, at uh, Bet Rivers, to this point, to this point, is the Miami Dolphins against the Texans, who are having a hard time covering uh, every week. So here is uh, Wes's plays this week again. He's got uh, straight plays: are Jacksonville plus four at home against Baltimore, Cleveland at home plus three and a half against Tampa Bay, and then the teaser: uh, New England plus eight and a half on Thursday, and Carolina plus eight on Sunday against Minnesota and Denver. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Jimmy Yacht. Happy Thanksgiving to you. This has been Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.